0: Todd.
1: Hey, Jim, what's going on, buddy?
0: Uh, Just kind of wondering where you are. Uh,
1: That was today. Yeah. Heading out right now, buddy.
0: From Studio 142 in Nashville, Tennessee, you're listening to Talk, the podcast with Todd and Jim.
1: All right, here we are. Talk the podcast with Jim and Todd. I am Todd. Now I'm Jim. So, uh, yeah, it's time to talk. Time to talk the talk. I made it here.
0: Yeah, what you've been Tires doing? Tires are squealing hey. and all. And it hasn't <laughs> been uh It hasn't been like six months since the last time we talked. That's True, that's true. We've done
1: better. Yeah, without in our a doubt. Last interval.
0: So, in the past few weeks, uh, what have you been up to? uh has it been six weeks already no 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 it was like the last time it was six yeah weeks. No this kidding. time it's been since like the, the end of april yeah so. we
1: haven't done too bad I've no
0: done better i think
1: yeah oh man i'm just farming away chickening away uh doing the jujitsu stuff and nice the, yeah living the life man
0: you still got all your chickens alive i do they're still the chickens
1: doing way better in the garden the garden boxes are not doing well not good yeah but i walked in today and saw your garden which is in the ground it's doing really yeah. nice so yeah my wife and i'm I jealous it.
0: yeah it's going it's going crazy we've got a bunch of stuff growing really well uh summer vacation is upon me as a yeah. as a teacher it's that time of year where i get yeah. to do a little mini retirement for a few weeks what do you get what do you get eight i get, we, we end at the end of May and I go back kind of at the beginning of August. So it's not too bad. Yeah. around on mm, eight weeks. That's awesome. I'll take it, man. Man, I would, I don't know what I would do, but I do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Eight weeks off. <laughs> I like to find things. I find projects for sure. Yeah. And uh, I will be traveling a couple of weeks of that time. I'll be going cool. out west with my school group. I do a western trip with them, which is pretty cool. We go out to Colorado for a week. Nice. Where so at? We go to Buena Vista, Colorado. Uh-huh. Is that near Breckenridge? It's it's not too far from it's I think it's about an hour, hour and a half away from Breckenridge. Okay. I feel like yeah. I went
1: there we stayed in Breckenridge. I've only been to Colorado once. We went to mm-hmm. Breckenridge, but when I think we went to Buena Vista for whitewater rafting. Do they have White Water yep, Rafting? Yep, that's
0: exactly we we Whitewater oh, rafted okay. a couple of times. Yeah, it's a blast. Beautiful town,
1: like an old western type of town. So
0: yeah, definitely. Know. It feels really like it's pull it's a time capsule. Mm. As a matter of fact, a year ago we went and we took the kids one evening to this old drive-in movie theater. Nice. And I swear to you, I don't know when the theater was built, but let's just say the '60s. It could have been older. Right. Whatever. Whenever it was built, it looks the exact same today. Because <laughs> you were just like, it was the same little like candy stand. Yeah. The same little movie screen. Right. And you just kind of pulled the seats out of your car and plopped them on the grass. Oh, that's and fantastic. It was the mountains kind of surrounded the field, and uh, the starry, starlit sky yeah. as we watched uh, Top Gun Maverick. Nice. <laughs> so it was fun.
1: That's awesome. I mean. For me, it was a, it was breathtaking. I'd never been out that way, and we're we're both from Tennessee, and I'm originally from Illinois. Yeah, just disgusting. You know, most <laughs> of the state's just flat corn. Yeah. Um. So coming from Illinois to Tennessee, I thought that was breathtaking. Now yeah. I've been here ten years. Yeah. And I don't see the beauty as much as I should. But then you go from here to Colorado, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's a whole different. It's a different thing. Thing.
0: <laughs> and like you, I was raised in Ohio, which. Um, I'm grateful for, and I loved it, but, yeah. but, but like you said, so much of Ohio is sort of flat cornfield boring. Right. Uh, the part I grew up in was a little more along the, the shores of Lake Erie. So it was a little bit more forested and right. park like, which I loved, but I don't love Ohio weather. I mean, Ohio right. has some great weather for about an hour <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. and then the rest of the time is pretty miserable. So, yeah. but Tennessee, I'll be honest with you with the amount of traveling I've been able to do over the past few years throughout the nation. Mm-hmm. I still find Tennessee to be one of the most beautiful. It's yeah. just it's so lush, right. it's so forested. The rolling hills, Great. the West is amazing. But you'll travel for like a day or more and see nothing. Right, and then you get to a destination like Colorado, the Rockies, or the Tetons, and it's right. and it's the most stunning landscape you've ever seen. Yeah, but the vast majority of it is empty space. Oh, really? Um, and it can get mm. it, it. It's an expansive area. So mm. I really appreciate Tennessee because of how. It's packed with nonstop beauty. Yeah, nonstop beauty. Yeah, that's good. That's
1: good. That's true. I remember ten years ago when we got here, every turn it was like, "Girls, look over there!" Yeah, telling the daughters, "Girls, yeah. look over there." And we don't do that anymore. We all still love Tennessee, <laughs> but get... it's just so easy to get con- complacent. You take them, it for granted. Yeah, yeah,
0: without a doubt. My brother just visited last week, and he he has been here before. Obviously, I've been here for twenty years, but. Um, but every time he comes down, he's, he's really impressed with it. He loves Mm -hmm. where we live. He loves the area. And I think a part of him wishes that he could be here too. Um, but he's got a whole life up there. So he's doing great. Um, anyway, I was thinking we might do something a little different today. Okay. What shall we do? Well, I think, um, an interesting topic for me is, is the source of our friendship. Sure. Where where it all began, and that it's was really all we have. Absolutely, it's all we have. I don't like <laughs> you for anything else. Exactly. But for those of you that don't know, Todd and I met through jujitsu. Jujitsu, one of the fastest growing mm-hmm. sports around. Correct. And I think it would be interesting to kind of discuss it a little bit. Sure. What it means to you, what it yeah. means to me, and uh, and how it plays out in our lives and in the in the in the cultural zeitgeist in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah Maybe a little
1: little top. You know not not too much in the weeds because we don't you know I don't know how much of our audience is into you know, it whatever, but we can I think it' would be interesting if we just because there's a lot of interesting aspects of just like you said the psyche of it and and why it's kind of really important in society right now you know so I think that's a great
0: subject. absolutely well yes. then I'm going to get this the the party rolling. <laughs> So let me just start off by asking you, <clears throat> what led you to the world of jiu-jitsu?
1: Um, well, you know, I'm big, big fight fan. UFC, when it first started from the very beginning. And for those who don't know, the you know, Ultimate Fighting Championship started 30 years ago. 30 years this year, I believe. Maybe last year. I think it's this year. They have 30 and all their stuff right now. So I can't believe it's been 30 years. Wow. But it was made by some guys named the Gracies from Brazil, and they wanted to show off their sport. And... They just dominated, you know, being a child of the 80s like we are. Yeah. We thought all this hocus pocus, you know, some of these really crazy martial art things worked because we looked. all of our action stars did it in the movies. Of course. If it happened in the movies, it had to be real, right. And that was completely disproven in about, you know, yeah. a few months when they started having these ultimate fighting. You're like, no, you've got to know how to grapple on the ground or you're going to get murdered if if you're in a one-on-one situation yeah yeah and so that was something i always wanted to do and i did it a little bit off and on through the years but i never found a, a place that i live close to plus kids life yeah so about six years ago you know I yeah found, i found yeah. Our, our school without a doubt
0: vigilance in vigilance martial arts right yeah. here in fairview tennessee yeah yeah run by our good friend uh, uh wes, wes reynolds Yep. yeah we, we want to have him on the show eventually so. absolutely yeah and well, I, I
1: started just a few days after you or a couple weeks after you maybe yeah
0: yeah for me it was funny uh wes the owner of our jujitsu gym um he had come and visited tennessee a couple of times and and i didn't know wes very well at the time but my next door neighbor was was friends had a connection to him somehow sure and so there was an evening when when Wes had come to like a, a little campfire we had mm-hmm. in our backyard and he was talking to us about this sport jiu jitsu that he knew and was had practiced and sure. and he had told us maybe he could show us some stuff in his garage right. you know and we thought that would be great you know yeah. and fast forward a little later his his plan had kind of um blown up to right. actually starting his own business sure and so with the the very first week he opened which was in November of 2016 right um I was invited to come and check it out. And in all honesty, I had never done anything combat sport oriented in my sure. life. I had been involved with athletics, but more like track and field, cross country. Right. I did a little bit of football when I was in junior high, but right. I was not in any sort of competitive combat sport. Right. <laughs> and I wasn't the type of personality that would feel comfortable walking into uh-huh. a school that taught how to fight. I would have been too intimidated. Sure. This was just a special circumstance where it was a couple friends Mm -hmm. who were putting together a business and invited me to come like in the very first week. And so I felt less threatened and was able to walk in. And what was beautiful about my situation was that um, everybody that walked in that day was all brand new. There was nobody that was an expert except the person teaching. That's unique. Yeah. So, I mean, on the upside, we all started at the ground level. I guess on the downside, when I look at our school now and how big it's become, some of the newer guys have so much um, access to to participants with experience yeah and there is a value to that yeah. a tremendous value yeah for and, sure and we didn't have that and so and, and then like really Todd said as he kind of that, joined sure. the gym just a, a few a few days or weeks after I did so for sure. but from there, what keeps you coming Well I mean you know I'm in my 50s, very low low low
1: 50s but you know I, I mean I, I totally enjoy it it's 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 not it's a sport. For those who don't know, let's just kind of say what it is because a lot of people, <laughs> the joke in jiu-jitsu world, because it's true, is we talk to our friends about jiu-jitsu and they're like, oh, yeah, I did karate. Um, you know, quite a different thing yeah, um, from, from karate or, or anything else you might think of when you think of a martial arts studio. I mean, it's basically wrestling with submissions. Right. And we wear our funny little... You know, we might wear our little martial arts uniforms that, you know, traditionally, if, if that's how we do it. Sometimes right. we do, sometimes we don't. Right. But all in all, it's basically, you're you, you going to the ground. You might have to take someone to the ground, but 99% of what we do is a wrestling. They call it grappling. It's not wrestling. It's grappling. We're not trying to pin or, you know, whatever. We're trying to submit or have a dominant position.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And the reason I keep going back, besides the fact that it's very, it, it can be very physical, it is very physical, <laughs> uh, but it's also very mental. I mean, it's it's a fun, I, I'm a big, I mean, I, I like strategy. I'm into games of all sorts. And to me, this is the ultimate game. Um, you know, I wish my body worked better at my age compared to some of the younger guys. But, you know, when I can get to sort of an even match, it's fun to see. Like, I love rolling with, with you, Jim. You're, you're very cerebral. Um, you're also very athletic and, you know, and you're good. And I think you and I always end up in some sort of real mental battle outside yeah. of, yeah, you know the thing. So yeah. outside of the, phys- the physicality of it, it's amazing. I yeah. think it's cool. Yeah, it's human chess.
0: It's human chess. I think that's the best way to put it. And that's what yeah. I didn't understand that the chess aspect to the sport until I had been up been practicing the sport for a while. Yeah, because I think for most people. Um, at the beginning of any journey in jujitsu or, or I would imagine any combat sport, th- 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 there's a little bit of an anxiety, sure. you know, unless you're just a natural born killer, right? <laughs> but there's a little anxiety, a little nervousness. And you know, when you stand there for the first time and there's another person standing in front of you and you're going to have a, um, <laughs> you know, a, a fight that's, that's within a system of rules, but right. it's still a fight. Right. And there's still the potential for injury and for pain, um, it's, it's nerve-wracking at the beginning. And so yeah. in those first couple of weeks and months, most of the time you spend, um, when it comes to what we call rolling, rolling is essentially sparring if you're a master. Right. It's, it's like a live practice right. session. Um, you spend it basically tense. You kind of forget everything you've been taught. You're, you're in a survival mode only. Right. Um, you're're you're breathing heavily you're exerting a lot of energy inefficiently. <laughs> you're not making any sort of smart sure. moves. you're not thinking about the position of your body. you're just trying to survive and and, and use all of your strength to muscle someone and force it right. and it becomes and what's funny is as you begin to develop a little bit more of a skill set, mm-hmm. especially as you begin to roll with people that have some experience. I don't know yeah. about you, but when I had a chance to visit other gyms pretty early on in my career right and i got a chance to roll against some very 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 advanced athletes at some other gyms in the area right and you would see the amount of energy they were they were exerting or not exerting (laughs) exactly it was a fraction of the energy i was exerting (laughs) and they were yielding tremendously more more productive results (laughs) and i thought i'm doing something wrong here you know there's a better way
1: (laughs) we had a guy started coming over and helping us out early on he was a purple belt um and he was a big dude Um, Dana was his name and he Mm -hmm. was scary. He was a great guy, but his appearance. Yes. Outward appearance. Terrifying. Yeah. And I remember being brand new white belt and rolling with him. And I remember him just saying, relax, I'm not going to kill you. But he was trying to kill me. Yes. He was trying to submit me. (laughs) And I was trying to relax, but I'm like, how do I relax when I've got this guy, you know, and I tell people that, you know, now, you know, I've, I've attained the purple belt uh, rank a while back and, I tried to tell white belts that, and brand new white belts. But I real, I, I remember that I was in that same spot. Yes, I didn't have any answers to to you know come back with some some of the things he was presenting to me. Yeah, so it was all strength and all anxiety. Yes, and uh, so I don't, I don't, I haven't figured out how to how to really teach new guys how to relax. You know, you're yeah. just gonna have to let them. Yep. When I say you know, new guys, I, we have women too. Women are great at jujitsu. Yes, but yeah, just just that that
0: initial anxiety is just yeah. It's hard to get over, but it just happens. It just happens. You just got to keep coming back. Yeah. We, call, and, and we call you spazzy white belt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the sake of those of you who are listening to this that might not practice jujitsu, uh, the belt system that they have, you know, in every martial art, their belt system can be different. Mm-hmm. And I know, for example, another sport that's taught in our in our martial art facility is taekwondo and sure. their belt system is extensive and there seems to be an unlimited number of belts and right. colors and so forth right. but for jiu jitsu it's fairly simple there's five levels yeah you everybody begins at white the second you walk in the door you're a white belt right. and um the and then it, prog- it progresses from white to blue <clears throat> from blue to purple from mm-hmm. purple to brown and then from brown to black yeah. and that journey even if you practice fairly regularly and yeah. intensely that's 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 a pretty much usually a minimum of a ten year journey yeah, at least at least I mean that's someone that's really pushing yeah um, it's been done faster but far more frequently um, it takes it takes more than ten years yeah and actually far more frequently people quit long before the long before that yeah yeah as a matter of fact within our school which is like I said opened since 2016 uh, Todd is the only purple belt mm. in our school and um, it, we have uh, a, a large number of white belts. Uh, we have a handful of blues. I, yeah. I happen to be one of them, yeah. and um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a long journey. Yeah. And as popular as the sport is, and I want your <laughs> take on this. And yeah. I've, you know, I've said this before. It's the fastest growing sport, popularity wise, I it think, really? maybe in the world. Uh-huh. But what I've always said is that you know um, it might be very popular to walk in the door, right, and then to begin your journey, right. But lasting through the years Mm -hmm. is never going to be something that most people do yeah because of how difficult it is i mean you have to make a choice multiple times a week for multiple years in a row to not go to bed to not watch tv right you're going to get up you're going to drag your butt to the gym Mm -hmm. you're going to spend an hour to two hours sweating uh suffering but also hopefully really enjoying it too
1: yeah inevitably there will be injuries which will sideline you for, you know, and those are sometimes hard to come back from. You'll see people who get hurt and have to take a, a couple months off and, and they may never come back. And then one of the belts that you talked about, which you're a blue belt, but you're a, you're a very advanced blue belt. But that the blue belt is where you spend a ton of your time developing your, your game and your, your knowledge. And that's where a lot of people quit because they don't want, you know, at least in America. I don't know what the worldwide stat is, but I mean. And I think it has something to do with our gamification of everything, you know. I yep. don't want to be a blue. I mean, I was a blue belt for four years. I have a bachelor's degree in blue. Belt. Yeah, um, maybe longer than a little longer than four years. And um, yeah, it's it's fun, but it's it's rewarding, and but it's hard. It is.
0: And <laughs> so, you know, you 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 know, to bounce the the quitting aspect off of it. I was a, a student who quit. I had yeah. joined. I was a blue belt. You took a hiatus. <laughs> I took a hiatus. Well, yeah, I, I wound up returning, but I had gone through my white belt journey, which was very long, and, and I had been training five days a week at some points. I had done competitions. I was enjoying it, yeah. but I was starting at some point. I had I had kind of like tilted, keeping my life balanced a little bit too too much toward jujitsu. Right. And f- in my you know in my life. I like a lot of things. I have a lot of interests. Yeah, me too. I also have a lot of commitments and responsibilities. Yeah, me too. So and so I, for me, I, what I've learned over the years is that for me to be a lifelong jujitsu jitsu practitioner, right. I have to keep it balanced within my life in a way that works. Yeah. And there was a point when I had misbalanced that. Right. And suddenly I had leaned too heavily into jujitsu, and other parts of my life were starting to lack Yeah. It. And I was starting to not enjoy it yeah and so I had just gotten my blue belt I think at the same time yeah we got blue together yeah. in 2018 ish so um, I think I think it was something like that sure and I stayed blue for a little while I did a blue competition pretty pretty recent you know pretty quickly after I had changed right. into a blue belt right. and at that point I was sort of in my heart done for yeah. a little while and I had yeah. to step away and I stepped away for a good two years yeah which Todd didn't by the way um, but in that two-year time uh, I could not get jujitsu out of my mind. Yeah, I knew that it was something that was like kind of like a little, just a little earwig that I could not, yeah, could not let go. And eventually, um, about a year and a half ago, I returned, and it's and I've kept it in that balance. Yeah, and I and I absolutely love it.
1: I'm no sage at all, especially when it comes to jujitsu. But there is one one saying that I have developed to just I don't know. I think I said it once. and I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. It's true. Uh, I tell people that you know if you want to keep doing jujitsu, sometimes you have to not do jujitsu yeah. because that's what you'll see. You'll see people come in, they'll get passionate. All of a sudden they're coming every day. They're buying all the stuff. They're hot as fire and then they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just burn out. They right. just burn themselves out. They get hurt or whatever. So I mean, or their, their spouse says, you know, it's jujitsu or me. You know? Yeah. So you gotta you know, sometimes just cool it down take it, take some time off. But, um, uh, you know what I found that's really interesting is you were gone for two years and, and Wes, our coach, he hadn't practiced when he started for a couple years as well, right? But what I found with you, Jim, is you 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 got you know there was some rust, you know, and you'd you'd maybe put a pound or two on, right? Um, but it wasn't very long before I felt like you were right back to where you were before you left. And I feel like, like you said, you kept thinking about it. Like I don't think, even though you have you may not be practicing it, it feels to me like. And I think Wes is the same thing. Like he didn't do it for a while, but he can, you know he felt pretty strong. Now that where he's at now, I feel like I I feel him advancing so fast, like so fast beyond me, mm-hmm. like his brain is blowing. I just feel like there's the mental game, yes, that doesn't ever stop. Even though your your body might have to catch up, your mind is still practicing jujitsu. Yeah, it's wild.
0: I I I mean, just speaking from my personal experience, yeah. When I got back, I did feel rusty. There were things I had definitely forgotten, but. It came back very quickly, yeah, like the mental game, like you're yeah. describing. as I would keep coming to practices, I would remember, oh, I yeah. remember we learned this. like it would and what was funny is coming back to it for what I would consider like chapter two of my journey, sure, that, that, that time after the break. right. Um, not only was I remembering just the the technical positions, but I was starting to understand why they worked., yeah. why this position was important. And it's funny when I talk to people now, and I am able to achieve a level of success now. You know, as right. as we work through with different individuals at our gym, um, you know, I I get my fair share of, of butt whoopings, but I also <laughs> am able to also have some success. Yeah. And what what I tell people is now in my whatever year, seventh year of, of being a part of this, right. even though I took some off, like you said, I'm still thinking about it. But the things that I'm using that are working aren't right. some fancy thing you see on Instagram that requires you to be a circus performer. Right. It's literally things that we learn Basics. in like the first couple of weeks. Yeah. I've just now I've been able to apply them really well. Yeah. And understand why he says what you know why we're taught to keep our elbow knee connection and why we're taught to keep our posture and why we're taught right. to relax and all of a sudden it's starting to be, oh that's it works. Yeah. <laughs> it, believe it or not, fundamentals work.
1: Yeah. What's funny is, and I sometimes wonder. And I'm ne- I'm not going to take any time off because I help coach some of the basic classes. But I sometimes wonder if it wouldn't help me to not, you know, to have to take a couple months off because, you know, I'm in there, you know, a few times a week, and I don't really, I don't feel like maybe because I'm always going that I'm not stopping and taking that break like you did that where the mental yeah thing kind of flourished. Yeah, you know? I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm just I'm just grinding and grinding grinding and I don't have a chance to stop and yeah. and let the mental flourish like I like I should. But, yeah. but then again. So anyway, that's an encouragement for any of you guys out there that are practitioners that may have quit um and think, "Oh, I quit a couple of years ago. I can't come back now." You know, come back. Come back. It's it's it it, it pops up. I mean, you're going to sweat, you're going to Yeah. You're going to breathe really heavy for a while, but it'll come back. For, um
0: for me the health the health benefits of jiu-jitsu yeah. i am as a 48 year old male that is heading toward his 50s with jiu-jitsu in my life as a core and being able to lose weight and get stronger mm-hmm. it makes aging i don't mind the number right you know and not as much as i did when i was out of shape and sure. and, and pathetic yeah all of a sudden now that i have my health back i have my my cardio back i have my sure. strength back and i have this Jujitsu game that right. has really developed into something I feel pretty confident with. Yeah, um, that confidence carries through in so many facets of life, and it's 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 a it's something that I don't want to leave again. Right. I like feeling the confidence that I have now to yeah. just be healthy, be active, yeah. be able to to do pretty much anything I want to do. Sure.
1: So Jim, I know you pulled up some history and I know a little bit about the history, but let's just do a real quick <clears throat> minute or two on the history cuz Brazilian I remember when I first heard Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu I laughed out loud. Of course, you know, no one I, I it just seemed like a, you know, uh, oxymoron almost, you know, like Brazil and and, uh, and a Japanese name. Right. Where did this thing come from?
0: In the mid 1500s mm-hmm. in Japan is sort of when the idea of Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. yeah was was first sort of founded sure and from what i understand you know even back then the the fundamental concepts of jiu-jitsu what makes jujitsu different we probably should have referenced this much sure. earlier in this eh. podcast but a lot of other martial arts what you know be it taekwondo or karate they focus a lot on striking mm-hmm. striking being punching kicking right uh jiu um actually those types of movements are are illegal. Right. Jiu-Jitsu, like Todd mentioned earlier, is is a wrestling grappling sport. Mm-hmm. And so in the 1500s, um, samurai warriors were, were loaded with armor. right? And kicking and punching didn't have a lot of effect on someone weighed right. down with body armor. Mm-hmm. So instead of focusing on striking and kicking, they changed the focus to joint locks, to right. chokes, right. to um, submissions that Makes involved yeah, choking and so forth. So. Uh, that was sort of the foundation right. of it, and it wasn't until the early nineteen hundreds mm-hmm. that that idea was uh, born again in Brazil. Right. For, and one of the early families were the Gracies, right. as you mentioned. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: From what I understand, I guess there's a huge population of, of Japanese people in Brazil. I didn't never realize that, but and there's, I think there are still today. But um, from what I understand, the Gracies, one of the Gracie founders uh, did something. He was a politician. He did something nice for the community, the Japanese community, and one of the rewards was, I'll teach you our this art to your sons. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm getting all the names wrong, but yeah, that was in the early 1900s. And, yeah. from, and, and that was the beginning of Gracie Jiu Jitsu. And, yeah. and then I guess they changed it a little bit to make it a little bit more up-to-date street, mm-hmm. street-wise, yep. um, because you know, Brazil can have some some violent areas. And uh, yeah, so that be, then it became Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Yeah, what's funny is we've had it for 30 years now in America. And there are some people who, you know, call whatever they do American Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Um it's still based out of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but it, it just it, everything keeps evolving. It keeps evolving.
0: So, even within the years we've been practicing, mm-hmm. different techniques have taken precedence over over just the last 7 years. Mm-hmm. It evolves. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. It's very fun. So that's
1: that's the history overall, very broad history. Yeah. So. Without a doubt. Yeah.
0: And and what I I remember, you know, I know you and, and several of the people that we're friends with um, are are big fans of UFC and mm-hmm. martial arts fighting. Sure, um, I had never really been a huge like watcher of it, right. but I can recall even when I was a kid thirty years ago um, watching a UFC tournament that had Royce Gracie or Royce Gracie, mm-hmm. depending on how you pronounce the R, because right. the R is actually an H sound. In it's Brazil always now. yeah, it always seems to be H. But you know, I remember watching these, you know, this fight where you had this little guy. Mm-hmm. Against these monster mm-hmm. guys that looked like—I mean, it looked like it was the biggest mitch you know, mismatch right. that you could imagine. Right. And yet, Royce Gracie, tiny little guy that knew jujitsu, right, won everything. 165 unstoppable. pounds. Yeah, unstoppable. Yeah. Because he knew how to avoid getting mm-hmm. punched, and he would just get on their backs and choke them out. Take them down, choke them out. And it might take ten minutes, but you choke them out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. One of the guys getting the most trouble was Dan Severn, um, mm-hmm. who was a big, big 260-pound. I don't know if he was a gold medalist. I know he was a really good collegiate wrestler and he was awesome. And, and him and him and Hoyce had some epic battles. Um but yeah, Hoyce still still beating. Yeah. Um and he, I think it was a triangle the last time. Yeah. That I remember. Of course it's a long time ago, but yeah, I mean wrestling, you know, is is really good as well. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. love I love to watch wrestling. Um But yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. It was just, it was interesting. You watch the different martial arts. Like the ones that were stand up hard rigid the kind of stuff you'd see in the Hollywood movie, those guys would just get taken down. Yeah, I mean, and this was this was do whatever you want. Yeah, they yeah. were allowed to kick and punch. Yeah, it just didn't work. Right, <laughs> and so I think the effectiveness that really w- woke a lot of people up on the effectiveness of it. Now, again, this isn't magic. Right, if you you don't you know, and we could talk about personalities and jujitsu isn't always great for some personalities. I've seen some people who don't have the best personality for it that gets a little too confident that. Could be a harm to them right because now they think they can do whatever right I mean it's still a more of a one-on one type of thing I mean if I was in a, if I was out somewhere unfortunately and something happened it was and some guy was being aggressive to me, I would feel confident that I would walk away from that safe right and hopefully keep him safe right you know I wouldn't have to like kick and break and try to hurt you know I'd hopefully be able to to finish the altercation without too much injury but if he had his buddy or two buddies, right? You know, everything changes. Everything changes. I'm of probably course. not going to pull out jujitsu. I'm going to no. talk my way out right. of that situation, right? Right, right, right. Um, because it does involve going to the ground. Yes. And while I'm on the ground, taking care of this one dude, his buddy's stomping me in the head. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think it's great for women because a lot of times, you know, at least I, I would think in, in a rape situation, it's usually one dude sees a woman and and thinks that he can, you know, he doesn't care. He doesn't need friends. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take her to the ground. Right. And I'm gonna you know, do bad things. But some of our movements are perfect for that situation. That's right. And I, I tell some of the ladies that I've trained in the, in the in the fundamentals class, you know, you're in this position. It, it would be a, a rape position. You can yes. break the guy's arm. You can choke him out. Yep. Make him not Just want to do it anymore.
0: Create space and get away. Create space right. and get away. Yeah, yeah exactly. without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. I, I find that. Th- Exactly what you said. For me, the confidence that I have isn't sort of like some sort of weird cocky confidence as I walk through a store and think, "Oh, I can I can beat up all these people." Because right. that's not how I feel at all. Right. Um. But the for me, if anything, what jujitsu has told me, because I'll go into places where, you know, I'm, how many times have I been in a room where there'll be some very large men, mm-hmm. but because their grappling game is is weak, mm-hmm. um, they actually really aren't that difficult, right, to submit, right but then you'll have a very mild mannered looking smaller guy right. or girl, but, right. but their jujitsu game is deep. right? And suddenly this guy that looks like Clark Kent really is Superman and you would never know it. Right. So if anything, it's taught me, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Exactly. I'm going to break out the old cliche, right. you know, you never know. But I always think it's funny when people will discuss whether or not jujitsu has application beyond the sport world. Like, does it really, you know, can it really help you in self-defense? And what my, my personal opinion, and, I, right. and I'm, not, I'm not the only one with this opinion, sure. but let's be honest. In a real world scenario, if you found yourself in the unfortunate situation where you suddenly had to defend yourself physically, right, the chances are that the person who you are having to defend yourself against right. has not spent five, seven, ten, or more years right. training yeah. in a combat sport. Six months even. Right. So yeah, exactly, it doesn't take that much time to get good. So the bottom line is, I believe that any training within a sport for a certain amount of time is gonna give you a tremendous Mm -hmm. advantage. Uh, Jiu Jitsu, of course, being no exception to that. You know, it's funny in like, let's take boxing, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would never want to get into a street fight with a trained boxer, right? right? That would be trouble. something I would avoid, be right? Yeah. But in the boxing world, you know, any sport that relies on big strikes, a big right. punch or a big kick. Right. And and this is something I heard on, on Joe Rogan one day. Sure. So this is not an original idea. It's just an idea I thought was uh, very interesting. And I agree with. Sure. In In a big striking sport, even an amateur could, in theory, luck out and kind of get that lottery punch or that lottery kick and sort of almost accidentally end the fight with one good punch, right? It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. In a sport like Jiu Jitsu, Right. You're, there is no hail Mary punch. Right. You're not gonna accidentally triangle someone or or, or get them into an arm bar because these, these movements take there's just a level of of practice and application that exists yeah. that you you're not going to accidentally stumble upon. Sure. And I do believe that if you step on the mat with a trained jujitsu grappler and you have no training at all, oh. there is no chance. Right. You are a shark. I'm yeah. sorry. You are a fish. Um, yeah. In you know you know in a in a pool filled with sharks. Yeah. It's just sure. not
1: going to happen for sure. That brings up something interesting though. there's really two two thoughts in the jiu jitsu world. I mean there's there's two forks, maybe more, but you know, there's there's those that, that Jiu-jitsu, you keep calling it a sport because it is a sport. It's an art. But and it is a self defense system. But we, we are very big into the sport aspect now in America where you have so many tournaments, tournaments, you know, everyone wants right. a wants a medal, wants a tournament. Um and so you've got tournament jiu jitsu and, and we practice that. We we do tournaments, but you know, we, we have it we were we were recently, you know, partner with a gym that was very much more into tournaments than we were, um, and they would they would use the term hobbyist for those who weren't, which I've hated, I've always hated that term because right. I don't feel like I'm a hobbyist. I no. feel like I, devote. I mean, I'm currently devoting a lot of my life to this. It's right. not a hobby. I've never had a hobby right. that has been this you know intense. Right. And I don't think they mean it in any derogatory way, but you know, it's it, it's just, I just don't you know I don't want to just only focus on tournaments. And, and you know, that's not saying that the people that do are wrong. It's just for me. I mean, I, I started at 45. I'm now 51. You know, I just want to do jujitsu, right. and I want to do, and I want to focus on of my jujitsu on self defense. You know, I'm not worried about just winning, winning medals because I think if you do that, you might actually get into a street fight and, and not think about the guy throwing punches. You might have a successful takedown, have him in a good position. You know, feel like you're in a good jujitsu position, but you're actually in a really bad spot, or you're not worried about headbutts or this guy flailing and, and and throwing fists and so it's, that's all, that's another interesting kind of conversation in the jiu-jitsu realm i believe like tournaments versus self defense or or do yep. you train for both or only for one right so i'm not saying for or against either either one for me personally i like to do i like to train for tournaments like to help my guys go to tournaments but i also like to think of the self defense aspect absolutely. as well absolutely i agree so, you know, a little bit of balance for me cuz that's all yeah. that's what i care about
0: right What you strike upon is the one aspect of jujitsu that I have to, um, that doesn't make me happy. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, some of it has to do, and I may go a little strong with what I'm about to say, Mm -hmm. but a shaming aspect, meaning that like you mentioned hobbyists versus competitors or whatever, like to me, there's a little bit like, I don't think it's, it's coincidental that you're a little bit unhappy with that term hobbyist doesn't right. lend itself to a real like strong <laughs> right. person that does what we do i mean right. i mean i may not be competing on a world champion level but right. at 48 years old with a career and a family right i'm training jujitsu at You know, I'm teaching four kids classes a week and I'm attending three adults, you know, sessions a week. I mean, altogether, that's seven sessions a week that I'm a part of in one shape or another. Right. That's a lot of commitment. You're a hobbyist. Yeah, but I'm a hobbyist. That doesn't doesn't feel right. I don't like that. And the (laughs) the other thing I never liked is this idea, like, I felt there was a shaming aspect toward people that didn't stay practicing jujitsu for their whole life. Right. Because I thought to myself, how many hobbies do i you know have i tried right you know years ago i tried brewing my own beer and i tried you know like you were like gardening and it's right. like nobody said like because you didn't brew beer for 30 years in a row and become right. a master brewer that somehow right. or another you know there was no shame aspect to quitting right. that like right. i don't find that just because i didn't choose to stay within the sport yeah. forever right. and become a, the greatest right that there has to be an application of mm-hmm. some sort of like like uh a shaming type term yeah, you know no. because the truth is is that i do at this stage have a have a goal right as i believe you do too and that's the we'd like to be black i'd love to be right? a, and and we skill. can be yeah and we will be exactly yeah. but i don't shame anyone that <clears throat> that that tries jujitsu yeah but never has the intent of staying in it sure. for 10 or more years no. to obtain that goal no it doesn't have to be everybody's yeah. goal and so sometimes the business aspect of, of the world of jiu-jitsu, where I believe that they want to, you know, they want to retain right, of course. members, they it's want business. to keep, you know, Makes it's, sense. It's, they want to keep people going. But, but sometimes I feel there's a little too much, you know, we try to shame people. The, they talk about the disappearing blue belt. You yeah. mentioned blue is a big as a big part right. of the jiu-jitsu journey. Right. Most people get, you know, can hang on with white, but the, but because the journey to blue is yeah. so difficult, Right. by the time you get to blue, um, you feel like you've you've, you've walked a thousand. But you've done something. You have done something, and you've accomplished something. Yeah. And for me, there was a point where I thought maybe that's all I need. Right. You know, obtaining a blue belt took a tremendous effort. Yeah. And I know a lot. I can definitely defend myself. Yeah. I think pretty well. And yep. if I was in a street fight. Sure. Um, what do I need to keep going for? Right. Exactly. And it wasn't until like I, I came back that I realized there was more for me. Yeah. But I don't think everybody has to have that return no. to have a have a meaningful experience yeah. with jujitsu.
1: I agree, and I hear I hear a lot of times people who haven't been to class for a while, and I, f- I sense that you know I, I try I try to keep in touch with people because I I don't want to lose. We really are I feel in my heart a family um, there, just because you you go there, you know your blood, sweat, and tear—literally blood, sweat, and sometimes tears—are yeah. on that mat together, yep. um, and you get you grow close. It, it's it's like, but I think I'd have, you know, if I had a pottery club, you know, I grow close to people, and so when people disappear. Or haven't been there for a while. A lot of times, I'll text them and check on him. and it, it's almost around the board. I mean, across the board. Sometimes it's an apologetic. Yeah, I haven't. I'm so sorry. I want to get. I just want to make sure you're okay and whatever. I mean, and if, there, if there's any problems, we can talk about it. But I'm not, you know, trying to shame you. And it, but that's how people feel. Um, and I always say, you know, it's just jujitsu. Yeah. I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. It's just jujitsu. Yep. Jujitsu's is awesome, but it's just yep. a thing. Yep. We love it, but yep. it's just a thing, man. Yep. And so. Absolutely, and some people get so obsessed. I mean, I've seen people like, yeah, it become too much of a thing in their life, and it changes their personality. I've seen nice people turn into, you know, really not nice people. Yeah, I've seen it help a lot of people though. You know, we we have we have a guy that had come that was fairly timid, like you. He was probably in your situation where he didn't know anybody, but he knew me um, personally, and he wanted to be involved. He's like, "Hey, are you going to be there? I don't really want to show up if you're not there." Yeah, for the first you know couple weeks or so, he got like that. I think he's year, year and a half down the road now, and this guy's an absolute killer, yeah. beast. Yeah, and he's still humble, great, but he has none of those anxiety issues that he no, used to have. If no, anything, no, I kind of wish he had a little bit more of that because he, <laughs> he's he's a monster on the mat. Yeah, I'm kidding, of course. No. but yeah, he's he's wonderful. Yeah, um, at the sport, I mean, he's athletic and
0: he's terrifying. Yeah, and, you know. yeah. If I could give a shameless plug, I mean, uh, Marshall. Yeah. Vigilance martial arts in Fairview, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You use the word family. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I feel. Yeah. At the beginning of this podcast, I asked you what keeps you coming back. Right. For me, it's it's that aspect of it, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, the sport in general, of course, is is a huge draw. Right. But I look forward. Every evening when I go there, mm-hmm. to seeing people like you, mm-hmm. to seeing our teacher Wes, right, and 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 just the multitude of friends that we've created over mm-hmm. the time, and and we don't just do jujitsu together. Uh, we'll get lunch together. We have, you know, we'll have community events. Fires. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just it becomes a community, and that's what keeps me coming back. That's why I love rolling with these yeah. guys because it is a it it can be a dangerous sport if you're rolling with people. Who you can't trust to to be uh, aware, to be you know to apply what they what they're taught effectively. I mean, ninety nine percent of any injury I've incurred has come from someone with less experience than me. Yeah, because oftentimes the people that are brand new to the sport, they don't know what they're doing, Um, and that's okay. But that's also where accidents are more likely to happen. You know, when you and I roll, when I roll with other high level people. Um, more often than not, it's it's a very controlled. Uh, it's it, don't get me wrong, we're we're competitive as you can, as you want right, to be, right? But we're competitive within a system that works. Yeah. And there's still, of course, like any sport, it doesn't. I don't care if you're playing basketball, football, soccer, whether you're doing karate, taekwondo, or jujitsu. Right. There's there's always the potential for injury. Right. Um, but what I love about jujitsu is that because of the of the of the invention of the tap. Right. Being able to all you gotta do is tap yeah. and, and it all stops. Right. It enables you to go pretty hard. Yeah. But when you get into a spot that you're uncomfortable with, yeah. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah. And if you're with someone you trust and you know is a good person, right, they're gonna respond to that tap. Yep. And yep. that's what you need.
1: So you asked me if I got anything else to say. I, you know, I'm just trying to think of all the aspects, and people are probably, hopefully we haven't bored you all to death. We won't do this every week. We won't talk about jiu-jitsu every week. No. Just every other. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But there are, I mean, it's also a lot of fun. There are some funny, we, we got to do some funny stuff. So, you know, sometimes when you're rolling, uh, here's my funny thing about jiu-jitsu is you, you get the guys, and sometimes they become the guy that always does it. Where they we, we go 50%. We say, hey, let's just go 50% for one reason or another. Maybe we're trying to learn a new technique. Or somebody feels like, oh, my, this hurts or that hurts. So let's just roll 50%. Okay, sure. And whenever you start the match, you slap each other's hands, you know, like a high five, and you fist bump, and then you go. So it's like slap, fist bump, and then the guy just bombs you with 10,000%. Yeah, and been there many times. Yeah, go 50%, sure, go 50%, yeah, bam! Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I always have this idea of, like, you just fly through a window or something yes, like yes, that. Yes, yes, so, yes. And that's, that's pretty funny, and that becomes a thing, especially if it's the same guy that does it
0: over. And it is. We've got a few <laughs> like that. You know, and they're not bad guys. They're they just guys. don't know how to
1: calibrate. They think they're going fifteen.
0: Everything's a, a gold medal match. Right. It's like, oh <laughs> God, <there's> no, <laughs> we're not giving out any trophies at practice sure, guys. Sure, sure. For me, um my joy is literally when I roll, I love I will oftentimes laugh in the middle of a roll. Right. Um, sometimes I do color commentary nice. during my roles oh, yeah. while I'm rolling. Sure, sure. Like I'll be like, Oh no, he's got the, right. I don't like that grip. Where's this going? You know? Right, right. Um, and I'll be actually saying those things while we're in the middle of this like simulated murder role. Right. Right. Uh, but I find that the ability to, to make light of a heavy situation, sure. it, it just makes it joyful. And yeah. the people I roll with start laughing sometimes. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I try at it, it, you know, if I would have one, you know, if I wanted If I could choose something that someone would say about me, Mm -hmm. if you were asking them, what's it like to do jujitsu with Jim? Right. I would hope that someone would say, you know, Jim makes it fun. Yeah. You know, Jim makes it fun. I like rolling with Jim because it makes about fun. You. <laughs> you don't make it fun. You make it I hard. don't make it fun. It's fun, but it's hard. It's it's both. Rolling with Todd is like rolling with a meat grinder. Oh, you just no. get stuck, and he just keeps reeling you in. Sorry. It's like getting stuck in machinery.
1: I'm old. I got to go slow. No man, I Are you slow kidding? things down. You know, funny last funny story for for jujitsu is I asked uh, one of our guys to bring in a camera because I wanted to start seeing our rolls all the time. You know, this was my my impetus for him to bring. He brings it in. He sets it up. We finally got a camera set up because um, there's a guy named Jordan. Jordan does jujitsu. He's one of my favorites on YouTube, basically because he analyzes his own roles. And he's got a new guy, a blue belt, who's also this super high level fitness guy that does the same thing. It's, just a, it's a masterful thing to watch how they analyze what they're doing. And they're, I'm like, let's do that. He sets it up, gets going. I, I slap and I bump with one of, one of my white belt guys. that uh, you know in, He's a white belt, but he's been there a while. First roll on camera, he taps me out. Oh my god. <laughs> god! I'm like, are you kidding that's the me? The beautiful thing about you jiu- jiu- Like, jiu- <laughs> delete that. <laughs> exactly. We're not going with that. in no no, 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 no. No, he has a he has a really sneaky collar choke. Um, Josh is his name, and he's gotten really good. Yeah. Um, and that's what one. That's one of it's my. That's guy. one of my joys is watching these guys come in um, from yep. going from not knowing anything. Sometimes they're super timid. Yep. Um, sometimes they tend to puke in a bucket just out of nerves. Yes. And then yes. a year and a half later, you know, they're catching yeah. blues and purples, yeah. you know,
0: sleeping. And yeah. it's a different gym now than it was when we started. Mm-hmm. Because of the of the color levels that are there and the amount yeah. of, I mean these guys like you mentioned like Josh, wonderful human being. Yeah. Um I mean every time he Super rolls Super unassuming. You wouldn't you would, yeah, you would no. But but every role he rolls is is someone that's that I mean that's either been there as long as he has or been there longer than he has. Yeah. So uh, he's his his blade is being sharpened yeah, no much quicker than um than ours, than ours was. So yeah, yeah without yeah. a doubt. It's it's an impressive thing. And I love, there's nothing I love more. Well, I want to say that. I love actually applying a technique correctly and seeing it work, but I actually also love having a technique applied onto me and feeling it work. Like if I lose, but I lose right. to something that was solid and fundamental, I smile. Yeah. If I lose because some 300 pound dude that doesn't know jujitsu sat on my face for five minutes (laughs) that annoys me it's like you didn't do jujitsu you just are you just were big and that usually is what happens in our school no but if someone gets me with something and it's solid I'm always like wow dude that was awesome it's fun yeah 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 yeah, yeah. because it works you know that's what I wanted to show my brother when he visited he came and visited and tried a little bit oh yeah so what did he say how did he how did he respond well he had been coaching his son's wrestling team a little bit this year and so his son's a you know a young man and uh so my brother was like hey now that i've coached wrestling a little bit i think if we you know if we kind of you know if i show up at your jujitsu studio you might be surprised i have some skills all right and i don't know i never like to assume anything but let's just say that when he entered the mat uh there is no there's no substitution for for experience in mat time in jiu-jitsu it was it was a shark fish situation and i wasn't like mean or anything but i definitely let him show that it's a real thing like you said this i want to quote todd just from a few minutes ago this isn't magic right what i i am not a super athlete right i am not an olympian right i'm just a 48 year old guy that really really likes this thing yeah and i just keep coming back yeah and as a result i am able to to do things now Mm -hmm. the last funny story i'll share is my very first role ever good friend of mine luke who's the one that invited me to to school that very first week used to be my neighbor he still he lives down the road i just moved a couple blocks away but uh but luke walked up to me the match began he just grabbed my collar and started to choke me. We were just standing there. There was no move. He just started to choke me. It wasn't even a good choke. And I got scared and I tapped. And I remember our coach, Wes, looking at me going, what happened? And I was like, he, he tried to choke me. It was scary. It's scary. <laughs> so to think about that moment. The start of your journey. And then the start of my journey, which was the most pathetic thing of all time. That's awesome. To now, seven years later, when um, I'm obviously a little better than that. So mm. just keep coming back.
1: For those who listen to us regularly, and I hope that's all of you guys, you may may remember Jim telling the bear story. So just uh, another anecdote is uh, jiu-jitsu doesn't beat bears. No. If you remember him running no. inside screaming and throwing <laughs> wine all over his daughter or his son and, and wife that's correct it and doesn't be bears out. or bullets it or won't, bullets. Be, bullets. It won't yeah. be bullets
0: yeah yeah so you got to be safe don't go out there and go crazy because you can't <laughs> beat a bear and it will you can't choke out a bullet so yeah they're, yeah they're, without a doubt yeah any last words for our friends anywhere they can get a hold of us if they want to talk
1: oh what is it feedback at talk I so yeah. yeah yeah reach us there um we'll be back in a yeah. jiffy split
0: yeah if you got any other topics you'd like us to deep dive yeah shoot us some suggestions we'd yeah. love to explore new things to talk about for
1: sure absolutely well, hey man this was great this is one of my favorite subjects in the world so. absolutely
0: man hey for talk the Thank podcast you guys. i'm jim i'm todd we'll catch you next time Peace.